0: Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. (laughs) Can't wait for Ryan to delete that. Mahomes! 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 From the land of the free and the home of the Chiefs, with two-man coverage of the red and gold, this is the Locked On Chiefs Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network.
1: Welcome back to Locked On Chiefs. We didn't ambush Seth today, but he's here and we're gonna talk about a bunch of different things. Welcome to the show. Check out the rest of the podcast network. We have a ton of stuff going on. All the teams. Bill Williamson is over on the Raiders. Check him out. You get some little bit of intel. Uh, check out Matt Williamson on Locked On NFL and Vinny Iyer on the Locked On Fantasy Podcast. Uh, I'm doing drafts this weekend, so it's uh, getting kind of timely. First thing. We're going to see a lot of different guys on this defensive line coming in game two, aren't we?
2: I think we are going to, but I think we need to talk about training camp for just a minute. Don't you think? Sure. It rained. It rained and it was military appreciation (laughs) day. Uh, Steven Nelson returned to practice. And so did Ashton Lampkin. Uh, The other thing to note of training camp today is that the chiefs invited the military personnel into the training facility uh, when everybody else had to go home because it rained and they moved practice inside. So I th- that was pretty cool.
0: Yeah,
2: it's not
1: common that, it's not that was the good move. they moved me in and let everybody come in and watch, but that was neat.
0: I suppose they figured military guys know how to keep certain things confidential. It seems like a pretty fair assessment. Yeah, yeah they probably I would think know so. a thing or two. But no, yes, that that was cool. And, it, and really good news on Steven Nelson being back because the cornerback position was looking a little thin.
1: Yeah, it's getting there. And, you know, and honestly, Lampkin's one of those guys that I think – I don't know if everybody saw his comments, uh, the the comments from Al Harris the other day about his progress. But I'm encouraged by that. And I think he's one of those guys that might be fighting for that last DB spot on this roster. So if he can get back out there and not be in the tub, I think that's a good thing for him.
0: Right. Yeah. I would love to see Mitchell be back too just because I think that that starting trio, if Nelson really has taken another step forward this year – I think that starting trio of Peters, Mitchell, Nelson could be pretty solid.
1: Yeah, I think so too. I mean, they've both shown over the last what ten games or so that they've they've been able to adapt and improve even in season. So if they took a leap forward over the offseason, um that's that's a pretty significant step.
0: Yep. And it's also worth noting that Marcus Peters was, you know, he's still, I wouldn't call him a great cover corner. But his rookie year, he was maybe an average cover corner, not even sometimes. He just was so opportunistic, right? And then last year, he was still just as opportunistic, but he vastly improved his snap-by-snap snap coverage. And so it would be worth seeing you know, how much better he gets this year. And so, because, I mean, he could take that next step to, he's already probably a, a star. Well, no, not probably. He's already a star. Everyone knows who he is. But he could take that next step to, like, superstar corner that people just don't throw at. Which well, but
2: according according to Nate Burleson of Good Morning Football, he's the ninth best corner in the NFL. Just thought I'd throw that out there.
0: You know, yeah, you know, and to be fair, ninth best in a in a league with thirty two teams, where each of them generally employ three corners consistently, that's still you know top ten percent. No, so gonna it be, is. I'm going to be optimistic, guy.
2: You're <laughs> correct in that. I just think it was interesting that he was, I believe, he was the number one corner or at least number two in the NFL players voting for top 100, right?
0: Yeah, he was up there. And then the Bleacher Report so, top 1,000, he was, I think, their number two guy. Um, I don't know what pro football focus did on him. I, I mean, I do think he's got a few things that he needs to improve on. Keenan Allen against him scares me, but we'll yes, see what should. happens.
2: Yeah, but Keenan Allen has to stay healthy enough for it to scare me.
0: Well, yeah, exactly. He's got to stay healthy for longer than a game.
1: That's a plus. You know, it <laughs> could happen.
0: <laughs>
2: Let's be honest here. Really, he has to stay healthy for longer than a half. Yeah. Just going to throw that out there.
0: No, he, I, I think, I think Allen healthy. I think people would be talking about him as a top five receiver. He's that good at getting separation.
2: Um, I think he could be top three, especially with Phillip Rivers
1: throwing to him.
0: Right. But, but he just, can't yeah, stay he just healthy. To healthy. Yep, it's pretty bad. He has to
1: survive the bulk of September, and that's always kind of a tall order.
0: Yeah. yeah. In order to yeah. see the
1: Chiefs. Uh, what is it? September 24th is their first meeting this year? yeah I don't know I believe so should be interesting so the defensive line I'm kind of in a in a line mood here because uh we saw a lot from you're always in a line mood well that too We saw a lot from Tano Passanio, some good, some bad. He moved around a ton, uh, and there's been a lot of talk about him this week. And if you missed one of our earlier shows, go back and check that out because we talked about him a bit. Um, but, you know, he's going to take a backseat a bit because there's a number of guys returning to this D-line that need to get some snaps. I personally want to see Roy Miller as well as Benny Logan, but uh, those two are, are the top as well as Chris Jones is back. And what are you guys looking forward to seeing the most?
2: I really have a hard time believing Jones is going to play this week. Uh, that's just me. I do think that Miller gets a little bit of snaps, and, and Benny Logan will play, but I don't think Jones will. Though so that's just my personal opinion.
0: I'm trying to think. The recovery time for Jones was supposed to be six weeks, right? Mm-hmm. And he had it before he had the surgery before training camp started. Two weeks. In two weeks. And so, how many weeks are we into training camp? Like three weeks. Yeah so, we're, so really, we're we're getting close to it it's all going to depend i They've been really cautious with stuff. And so I could see them holding him out. Um, but, I mean, it would be cool to see him back. I'm really excited to see Miller and Logan. Um, I, I did a little write-up on Miller when the Chiefs signed him, which was funny because when I, when I saw his snap count with the Jaguars, I was like, why was this guy available, you know, in July? He, he had a lot of snaps.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And so then I assumed he was just a situation where he played a lot of snaps, but he was terrible. Um, not really, though. No, he was really good against the run, like really genuinely good. Um, Cannot rush the passer. Holy smokes! Oh right. man, four he He's not, not good be at in that. There. He is not good at that. Yeah. Um. It's kind of funny, but I mean, like strength against the run, he's he is he's close to as good as Benny Logan. Um. Now I don't think he's as good. He's not quite as powerful. He's not quite as quick. Um, but, I mean, they're both technicians, stout, great pad level. So I'm excited to see both of those guys because as it was against, albeit the Niners, the run defense for the first team looked stout. Like the defensive line looked really stout. And that's hilarious because they were missing, you know, their two, two best players. Top three. <laughs> yeah, three, <laughs> yeah. They're, they're missing the two best players because I think Benny Logan, barring someone taking a huge leap, which we should really talk about in a second, I think Benny Logan will be the second best defensive lineman on the team. Maybe the best, depending on whether Chris Jones takes a step forward. Because I really thought his film was that impressive. And Roy Miller, who I think is going to be, besides Benny Logan, probably the second best run defender on the team. But despite that, I mean, Alan Bailey looked good. He looked explosive. He looked
2: happy to be playing again.
0: He did. And it wasn't just like holding the line either. He was getting some penetration into the backfield, too. It was cool to see.
1: I think the best thing about this group is that they have new guys to kind of push everybody. They have they have Bailey desiring to come back. They have, they have Jones, obviously, with his enthusiasm to improve and his upside. And that's a good combination for them all pushing each other. And I think this this is something that this particular position group needs on this team.
0: I think so, for sure. And, I mean, I will say, I mean, you do have a lot of guys that seem hungry and they seem really – like they want to get after it. And, you know, one of them, we were talking about him a bit before we started, um, Raheem Nunez-Roches. Um, he was, like, just this this side of awesome against the Niners. Like, he was legitimately really good. I really want to get to his film before the weekends, and hopefully I have time because I'm going to review the offensive line next. Um, oh, speaking of, you mentioned Passanio. I mean, if anyone's interested and hasn't seen it, there's an article on him up on Arrowhead Pride. I watch his snaps and stuff. Um but with r and R, I I mean, he was really, really good. Like, he looked just as explosive as last year, you know, with that really quick first step, um, just as aggressive. But he looked way bigger and stronger. Well, and and then, that's
1: saying something. If you can maintain that explosion while gaining 25 pounds, yeah. that's
0: impressive. Well, and that's what Therese Paylor said. He said that, you know, he's, he's running around at 310 now. I mean, that's, that's Chris Jones's size. And that's and he's quite a bit shorter than Jones. And so, I mean, he just he looked explosive. The Niners could not handle him up and down the line. It was really impressive. And so that could be a huge thing. You know, never mind. I think Benny Logan's an upgrade over Poe. We've been over that. Chris Jones, year two, is gonna be probably better than Chris Jones, year one. We've been over that. Alan Bailey being back is great. We've been over that. But one thing, I mean, you never really want to count on a guy really developing. A lot because, you know, you always hear that every year, right? Oh, man, he's going to be a monster this year. And it almost always doesn't happen. But he seems like maybe he might be an unexpected, like, really pushing the guys that are already out there. And the, the defensive line could go from being, I would say, probably the weakest spot on the defense last year outside of Chris Jones to maybe the strongest spot. Overall, well, never mind, not the strongest because if Houston's healthy outside linebackers, the yeah. but still. But still, a quality unit. And honestly, the thing that to I'm fair, most... In,
2: go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, to be fair, though, last year, the rash of injuries on the defensive line is what killed them.
0: Right. If right. they don't
2: have that, then they're a much better unit last year. I do think that they are going to be a great unit. Uh, I think that they have the talent across the board and they have the depth. Really, you know, you look at their defensive line being at least five deep with guys that probably start on a majority of the teams in the NFL, at least at one position or another. So the question is, is, you know, who's the number six going to be? I guess it's probably going to be Jarvis Jenkins. But, uh, you know, is that going to be the case or is it going to go elsewhere? You know, we'll have to wait and see. But I think their defensive line is going to be very good for them this year.
0: That might be why they're trying out K-Pass on the edge.
1: Exactly. And, and I, you got a really good point too, Chris. Like the, for me, the thing is like, what crushed the team when they went to play the Steelers it was not stopping the run. And you're going to have attrition. You're going to lose players having that much quality depth all along the defensive line that allows you to be quote unquote, see bell proof, you know, when it comes to the playoffs season, uh, and you know, maybe people say I'm jumping the gun, but this, this team's going to the playoffs. As far as I can tell, there's no reason they shouldn't.
0: Oh, absolutely. Um, there really is no reason they shouldn't. Um, incredibly talented roster top to bottom. Everyone knows that. Um, and like, like you were saying, I mean, like Chris pointed out, the, the top five here. If, and you know, again, it's one game in preseason. <clears throat> and so you always wonder, well, you know, how real was it? But I mean, if Roy Miller is what he was with the Jaguars, no more, just that. Mm-hmm. Um, never mind the prog. Well, and Roy Miller's a vet. That's one, another reason I like him being there. He's been in the league like nine years. I like that. They needed a guy like that who knows what it takes to succeed in the league. Because he's got a much more limited physical skill set than R&R and Chris Jones and Alan Bailey. And who's a vet in his own right too? But I so I like that. But anyway, these top five, you know, when you so you've got, you know, your your I'm assuming starters in uh in Logan, Chris Jones, and Alan Bailey. Um oh man, R and R was so good. That made me like, wow, man, can you overtake Alan Bailey? But I don't think that's not Reed's style, he doesn't do that. I'm thinking if if R and R maintain that explosion and stuff, maybe he's the guy that slides inside with Chris Jones on pass rushing downs. Well, see, that's nice what thing, I was
1: thinking. Uh,
2: yeah. The nice thing is is that it doesn't really matter who your starters are. I mean, right. let's be honest, you know, defensive line, you got to be four or five deep. Right. They can give you consistent snaps, or you're going to have guys that get injured just because they're trying to play too much. Yep. So that's the huge thing here: is having a guy like R and R that has the burst and has the ability to get in the backfield. Uh, You know, you get a guy like Roy Miller who's going to go in and stuff the run on first down. Well, you're going to put R&R in there for, you know, third down if it's third and long. I mean, he's got the pass rush. He's got the ability to blow up anything in the middle and help push the quarterback back in the pocket, which is going to help your your outside linebackers.
0: Yep. I just, you know, R&R's strength far and away was against the run last year. So I don't want to count my chickens with regards to pass rush because he really wasn't a very good pass rusher last year. But he looks so explosive, that's where it's easy to assume he'll go. Uh, but it's a good problem to have. And like you said, you need to be able to go five deep because you're probably going to have injuries. You want guys to be able to rotate out. The the thing, though, I mean, I don't see where Pasigno gets snaps on the inside unless he improves his pass rush and can get thrown in there, you know, on third downs. I well, don't see that's where he,
1: what Bob Sutton said the other day. They're, they're yeah. trying to find him a role because he's got that potential. But you're right. He he's not going to overtake anybody in front of him on the deep line. And honestly, unless they want to go big package on the edge. Yeah.
0: I mean, he doesn't have a whole lot of role there either until right. there's injuries. Well, yeah. He's not overtaking Houston and Houston's going to play 95 percent of the snaps. That's just reality. Right. Um. And D Ford, man, there were a couple snaps here. Ford looks quick off the right side this year. This is like – it was one of those bizarre things watching the first team against San Francisco. I was like, man, everything that I wanted to see happening is like happening.
1: Well, this it was San different.
0: Francisco. Yeah, that's true. Um, we we got to
1: remember that. This Bengals team I think is going to be a step above them. Right. It was San Francisco, but it was nice to
2: see D4 be able to crash down the line like he was. Yeah. Uh, that was what really stuck out to me. I mean, he didn't make any specific plays, but watching him crash down the line as they are stopping the run in the backfield – that's a very encouraging sign. As long as he can keep contained, uh,
0: that really helps. Absolutely, especially with run defense being something of an issue for him. But it was interesting, you know. I was because D Ford he also had a pressure there, um, you know, where he, he forced a hold, really, where he made a nice move to the inside. And so I, I, I'm just curious to see how things play for play out because you know you got a guy in Tomba who's made it really clear he wants more snaps. And what if D Ford's playing really well? I mean, what do you do? It's, it's a rough
1: problem to have. Or, I mean, okay. it's a good problem to have.
0: Yeah, yeah, just so long as you don't have a guy who's, you know, going to make a big deal about it.
1: You get um, all three of them on the field at the same time.
2: Yes, please, right. for
1: the love of God, and Chris Jones. <laughs> <sighs> oh, but, nowadays, he, yeah. <laughs> but that's, a, like I said, that's a good problem to have. Another good problem to have is a guy that, Andy Reid singled out on the last day uh, in camp, and, and that's Rameek Wilson. And he got asked a question about how well he's diagnosing plays, and Reid has a lot of nice things to say about Rameek Wilson. And I thought he made at least – I mean, we all know he made one really nice read on what looked like an outside zone stretch and he made a nice play. Frank Zombo helped him out. But in general, when are we happy with where Rameek Wilson is as the starter next to DJ?
2: I think so, personally, but I have to ask the question just because it was posed to me on Twitter. Uh, anybody else see the article about the Chiefs out to trade for Reggie Ragland? Just curious.
1: You know, I did see that.
2: And and that was from NFL.com, which surprises me because that seems a little
0: outlandish to me.
1: Well, the, it's a fire sale in Buffalo, man.
0: It is a fire sale in Buffalo. It is. Everything is is going I personally wish if you, wish, if you could trade a
2: fourth or fifth,
0: I, yeah. I would take it. Yeah.
2: Even even with the depth they have, I would take it if, if you can get him for a fourth or fifth, absolutely.
1: Yeah. Now he didn't play and last that, year because he was injured. I mean that 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 plays a role, right? And and they went to a four three, so that kind of switches him up. But man, they got a lot of talent in the Chiefs inside linebacker group, but you gotta think that if he's healthy, he's he's yeah. up there competing for a starting role, isn't he?
2: Oh, I, I would think, think he'd so. start next to DJ. Yeah.
0: Well, and he's got, he's got size that Rameek doesn't have. And, I mean, he, he obviously was fantastic in college. Um, he's,
2: he's that traditional thumper type that Kansas City has been missing for years.
0: Right. And, you know, Rameek, which I do want to say, Rameek looked better against the Niners than I've ever seen him look. And I don't just mean that in the sense that he had, you know, a couple of good tackles or whatever. But I mean, he, he, um Therese phrased it really well. And I don't remember how he said it, but he looked like he was, he was firing off quicker. It looked like he yeah, was diagnosing. Yeah. It looked like he was diagnosing reading and reacting more quickly. Like there wasn't that hesitation in his game. And it really made a difference for the run defense on a couple plays. Um He also was a little more physical, which it might just look more physical when you've got a guy that's there a nanosecond earlier. Right. And so, I I really I've been surprised that um, Justin March has not seemed to reclaim his old spot, which is interesting because I mean really March won the spot last year he won it outright, and then he got injured, right? And and so you know I was really surprised when they started with Ramik, and but here again it seems like I mean because March didn't really stand out with the second and third teams the way he did in previous years, um, and Ramik he looked pretty good. And, and honestly, so did way, and so did Kevin Pierre Lewis. Yeah, Kevin Pierre Lewis. I gotta tell you, you know, I've uh I, I've I've been happy so far with what I've seen from him in limited action. Now obviously, you know, a blocked punt isn't necessarily a repeatable thing. But I was just like, hey, you know, like seriously, the whole the the Roy Miller and, and KPL thing, I was like, you know, these guys I, I can see this a little bit. Maybe <laughs> I, like, I like me some Brett Veach, you know, maybe yeah. this
2: it well, may not be what, repeatable, but the but what really sticks out to me is that he went and replaced a Pro Bowl special teams guy, and DJ Alexander isn't blocking that punt. He doesn't have the speed to block that punt. Right. I think KPL is going to show his value on special teams, let alone being able to actually play defense.
0: Right, the fact that they think that he could maybe threaten to, to take away some time at inside linebacker. But no, Ramique was impressive overall. It was it was really the first few, and again, it's the Niners. Um, but they they looked they really to me, watching that game, that looked like one of those games like, man, if you left the the starters out there, you're talking a two or three touchdown win. Um they just the, the Niners didn't look like their offense would be able to do anything. I mean, even when they got the ball after a turnover, I mean, it was three and out field goal. You know, I mean, they just they couldn't do anything against the starting offense, like the pure starting offense. It wasn't until they started rotating in second string players that things started to go different. And really, it's kind of funny because the Chiefs lost the game. But going into the fourth quarter and like the third string and fourth string type, they were still winning by eight. Yeah, the third string lost the game. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, the third and fourth string lost the game. And let's face it, Stavi or Stave, I never know how to say his name. I'm sure you guys do. It's Stavi. He had a role. Isn't gonna be a chief. No, he's not. But yeah. So no, it was overall, it was it was a good game, a lot of encouraging stuff. Um the old line, especially, I was really encouraged. That's who I'm gonna be reviewing next. Um
2: so since we already dove into I don't mean interrupt, but since we already dove into the land of you know, would you if you could Another big one that I know Seth is is going to be very passionate about. Do you trade Alex Smith to the Jaguars for a first round pick if they offer it?
0: If they offer a first round pick, it's the best you're ever
1: going to get for Alex Smith.
0: It, it really is, and you got to ask yourself.
2: Yeah, but how do you sell that to the? How do you sell that to the locker room?
0: Well, I gotta, get what
2: you're saying, but you how do you sell the, that?
0: The locker room has been around. I don't. How hard do you have to sell that? If they think Mahomes can play.
1: Guys seem pretty ex- excited about Mahomes.
0: And that's the thing. And so what you do is you sell I'm it to the locker room. I'm excited about him, but, yeah. but I mean, so <laughs> not how that you sell, much. But how you sell it to the locker room, I mean, how you sell it to, to Tyreek Hill is, hey, Tyreek, you want that guy thrown deep to you? Yeah. Okay, Run that faster. was easy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, go deep. <laughs> you 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 sell the Al- to Travis Kelsey, who you – I mean, you guys look at the All-22. How many times did you see Kelsey try not to throw a fit down the field when he didn't get the ball last year? Right. Now, I think he likes Alex. He said he likes Alex. He thinks Alex can ball. But you're not – I don't think that's going to be a hard sell to the receivers. I really – and again, I like Alex. I think Alex is definitely a pro. I'm talking
2: more about the defense,
0: really. But, I mean, even selling it to the defense, I don't know how hard that'll be. They've been playing up against him. And if they were willing to do that, it would only be because they think Mahomes is ready. And if yeah. they think he's ready, the players that are there every day, they'll probably think he's ready too. And so I don't think – the only way this whole scenario makes sense is if they think Mahomes is ready to step in. And so that, that kind of makes the hypothetical almost a cheat. Well, but they,
2: you, you also said something that, that I want to point out on Twitter that if – Alex goes to Jacksonville, and obviously this is all hypothetical. Yep. They probably have a chance to win the division, so that means it's a bottom of the first round pick, which you're basically getting back your own pick because hopefully you're going to be a bottom it's, of the round of the first exactly. round. Exactly, right, so it's right. like you draft so,
0: Patrick Mahomes without having to trade up.
2: Right? Exactly. Well, trading a third. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. A point. third.
0: It's nothing. <laughs> practically, they the grow third round. Right?
2: Easy for you to say, but I get what you're saying. So to be clear, I know Seth Wood. I'm wondering, does Ryan?
1: Oh, for a, for <laughs> a one man, good lord! I, this is, is a team. This is a team action. that can make the AFC Championship. I'm telling you that right yeah. now. So that's man. If you're talking like before before the break, before their bye week, I don't know if I could pull that trigger. I'm talking about before the season starts.
2: Oh, good Lord. Yeah, tomorrow. I'm not talking tomorrow. You
0: give, you give, you give. Seth likes to
2: be dramatic. I'm not talking tomorrow. I'm talking before
0: the season starts. You give Patrick Mahomes the rest of the preseason, all the first string reps. Here's, here's, how about this? Here's a hypothetical. (laughs) All right. Now, here's the deal. You guys know I'm a lot more measured about Mahomes than I come across. I just, you know, I take into account Reed's system and all that stuff. But I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be a little less, whatever about that. I'm just gonna have fun with it. Okay. <laughs> Can't wait for Ryan to delete that. Mahomes, Mahomes, Mahomes. Here's, here's, Mahoney? what? Here's the thing, and this occurred to me earlier this week, last Friday. The first string offense had a really good first drive, and Andy, as he has done in multiple preseason games, pulled Alex and then let the second string guy have reps with the first, first string offense. You guys realize. That we could be a couple days away from Mahomes playing with the first string the offense. Ones. Yes. Now here's the deal. Ryan, I, I want to ask you this. And Chris, I'm curious for you too. What if Mahomes takes over for the first string offense and looks just as good as Alex or better?
1: I'm scared. What? I still
0: can't pull the trigger. I
1: can't, <laughs> can't trade him. No. Not, not not unless I not unless the kid like I mean, he'd have to be I mean, four touchdowns in a quarter. I mean, like,
0: four touchdowns in a quarter. Come
1: on! Guys. No, no, because, oh. and I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. Yeah, Tom Bahali and Derek Johnson are not long for this team. I know Derek looks good, and I'm really happy for him. He's not going to play another three years. You have a defense that can go to a championship tomorrow. I personally would not take that chance on having an offense that maybe is it becomes more um, turnover prone. Or is is unable to score situationally when they have to,
0: but they've already been unable to score situationally. Except one game against the Broncos. Actually, last year they cleaned that up a little bit. To be
2: fair, though, Seth, uh, uh, here's my issue with everything when it comes to Mahomes. He has seen vanilla when it comes to defenses in the preseason, and he has shown that he has a problem reading the short middle of the field uh, in camp. That has been where he has struggled the most. You get into that situation in the middle of the season, that's really gonna come back to bite you. But,
1: but I will I like tell you this. If they're four and four, I'm doing it. Well, that's a
2: different situation. <laughs> yeah, I just oh, can't do it pre-season. See, you're 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 twisting you're twisting the hypothetical. Well, I tried yeah. to give you a simple one of of before the season starts. Yeah.
0: Tomorrow. Well <laughs> no, tomorrow. <yeah>. <laughs> no, I can't. Nuts, I just can't. So. <laughs> Sorry, I've had a pretty good night tonight, so I'm just I'm, – I'm, I'm feisty. Um, I'm just saying, if someone's offering you a first-round draft pick, a first-rounder, and you're like – and you, if you're Andy Reid and you're like, man, I'm convinced that Patrick Mahomes can be 90% of what Alex can be in can week one.
1: So well, he, would both first, of you guys do it? I would next, I would next do week. it. I would do it, yes. Chris? Chris?
2: I'm not answering that question for next week. Wait, you 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 brought it.
1: You brought it up. I'm not going to do it it again next week.
2: I I, I didn't say next week. I said (laughs) before the. I I, I said before the season starts. I would. I would probably consider making that trade. I would need to see more from Mahomes personally.
0: I wouldn't do it tomorrow. If they waited until like you know preseason was over, I would be a lot more hesitant because you need the guy to get reps. Because that over the middle of the field stuff you're talking about, that's that's all rookies. That's going to be the toughest thing for them to learn, and the only way you can get that down. I mean, the Chiefs right, but he's not going to see is game reps.
2: Yeah, but he's not going to see that in the preseason. But he'll see it they're, in not, they're not go- they're not they're not going to run
0: zone in practice much. They don't run zone in practice. I said much. Oh, okay. <laughs> But I mean, that, but the problem is, if you know you've got your first string guy and you're trying to get him ready for it, then now you're preparing him to play, not just giving Alex the vast majority of the reps. And so I would be a lot more comfortable with considering everything I've heard about how quickly he's coming along, because I got to tell you, I heard whispers. I've actually started to meet people, guys. It's been great. But I, I've heard whispers that he's ahead of where they thought he would be at this point. And so here's the deal. If he's already learning stuff faster than you thought he could, then don't you want to give him three weeks where he's the guy to prepare? Because otherwise, now you're talking, you know, well, you know, he's been preparing to be a backup. He's been preparing, getting limited reps with the starters, not getting this timing down with receivers. That was one of the few problems I saw is that his receivers, they're going to have to get used to that kind of velocity and quicker release. And so that would give me pause because it's like, man, now you're, now you're almost setting him up to fail a little bit. So I say do it
1: tomorrow. Before we go, what do you guys want to Thanks, see Seth from not Patrick? Brett <laughs> Right? <laughs> what do you want to see from Patrick in game two? Just quick stat line. What are you looking for? More. Good.
2: Thank you. <laughs> Holy cow. Seth was shortened and had a complete thought. I, that's amazing. Um <laughs> Honestly, I just want to see – yeah, I'm, I'm with him. I, I want to see more, but I also want to see uh, more of him actually running the actual offense as opposed to uh, being most successful when he improvises. I do think that improvisation can be something that will be very beneficial, but uh, he needs to be able to run the Chiefs offense the way they want to run and be able to hit those plays uh, and be able to read the defenses. I think he did a good job getting in and out of the huddle. Uh, in the preseason, I thought it, that was something that I was very impressed with. It's a small thing for, uh, you know, people don't think about it very much, but I think it's bigger than that.
1: For me, I, the only thing I want is I want to see zero interceptions against basic defenses. He shouldn't throw interceptions. He keeps that up. I'm happy. And it's,
0: it's worth noting that the only quarterback that threw a potential pick was Alex Smith last week. Okay. So, folks, <laughs> uh, let me just get ahead of this oh, no.
1: before, before right. you all hit Twitter. <laughs>
0: It was Tyler Bray. Oh, Bray well, threw a pick. I wasn't even counting Tyler Bray. Let's be real; he is oh, not involved in this competition. Oh, good lord! Yeah, it's a two man race. Oh, so, folks, well, I let, ever let, let there me was break a it down for you. Chris is a maybe. You know, just did. He's <laughs> all in a race. I'm sorry. I'm destroying your show today. I'm so sorry.
1: Chris is a maybe. Seth hates Alex Smith. I hate Patrick. <laughs> That's the way it goes. There you go. There's your Twitter synopsis. Thank oh, you wow. for wow! To us and thanks for being on, Seth. Thanks for having me, guys. We'll be back with you tomorrow for. uh, We'll give you a look at the game and uh, we'll talk some reality too. Thanks for listening today. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Thanks for listening to the Locked On Chiefs podcast. While you're out there, give us a rating or review and reach out to us on Twitter at Ryan Tracy NFL and at Chris Clark NFL. We'll talk to you next time.